Welcome back. We are once again joined by CSPS senior economist Tom Seams to talk about the economy and some new interesting data. Thanks for joining me, Tom. Thank you, Matt. All right. So I want to open quickly covering the economy broadly and some recent Fed news, but then we can quickly transition into this new data that CSBS has today. So quickly, what's the story of the U.S. economy to close out 2021? Well, Happy New Year. Um, I think as we look into 2022, uh, the big story really revolves around what I would call a big question. What's the Federal Reserve going to do? And, you know, the Fed has a dual mandate, price stability, which is low and predictable inflation and full employment. Um, And uh, all of that, you know, full employment, it's one of those vague things, vague terms, but success on both would lead to steady economic growth. So they seem to have made a shift um, from being mostly concerned about employment over the last couple of years to now being more concerned about inflation. Um, But that being said, every statement since July 2020 has something that's along the lines of the path of the economy continues to depend on the course of the virus. And so the big story remains, how will the economy respond with a virus that's still impacting employment? business transactions, supply chains, inflation, wages, entertainment, travel, et cetera. Um, But now with the Fed shifting its focus from being what I would say overly stimulative to one of being restrictive and potentially tightening. So we're, we're looking at possible quantitative tightening. The Fed is staring at what seems like full employment, 3.9%. Lots of job Mm -hmm. openings. We know, um, and then we had these lackluster, supposedly lackluster hiring data from from December, only 200,000 jobs added. So they look at all that and and they're thinking about quantitative tightening. Well, thinking about removing the stimulus that's been in the system for quite some time, that's for sure. And, you know, there's good reasons for that. Uh, while some of those, you know, the jobs numbers are, are kind of mixed, right? Like you said. Unemployment rate, 3.9%, but we only added 200,000 jobs. We expected there to be more than that. Uh, You know, the issue there is that um, a lot of folks have taken themselves out of the workforce, right? They're standing on the sidelines. So our workforce participation rate, our employment to population ratio, some of these measures are not as high as they've been in the past and jolts which is the Job Opportunities and Labor Turnover Survey, uh, tells us that there's 10.6 million workers that, uh, or 10.6 million jobs available. And so there's there's plenty of opportunity to work, but people are choosing not to um, for some reasons. And then the Fed is looking at inflation uh, that they have not seen in 30 years. So the latest readings are 6.8% overall for the CPI, which is the consumer price index, and 4.9% for core CPI, which is a less volatile measure that strips up food and energy. So so from what the Fed sees, they're making a transition from focusing on job growth to focusing on controlling inflation. 
So let's put, let's pivot over to what we're seeing across the country from community bankers. So hot off the presses, we have some data in hand. Today we found out how community bankers feel closing out 2021 and looking into the new year. We have the community bank sentiment index number for the end of 2021. So in summary, what are community bankers saying? Yeah, this is hot off the press. Uh, the CBSI, as we call it, Community Bank Sentiment Index, um, overall, it inched up just one point from 100 in the third quarter to 101 in, in the fourth quarter. 100 is kind of considered our benchmark here that anything above that is expansionary. Anything below that would be you know, concerns or, or potentially contractionary outlook. So um, the, uh, to, to give you a sense of where it's been, though, back in 2019, the index stood in the low 120s. And when we had the pandemic, it dropped down to the low 90s. And uh, about this time last year, things started to appear like they were going to be a little bit better. The fourth quarter a year ago in 2020 was at 98. Um, but then we went up to 115 for a couple of quarters in 2021. Yeah, we've dropped back down now to 100 and, and now 101. So it's signaling a little bit of uh, positive sentiment and just slight change from the previous quarter. But it's not signaling the robust kind of growth that we saw prior to the pandemic. So we're seeing a, a tiny bit of hope being gleaned from data from from community bankers who are, who are looking into their local communities. Can you go into the numbers a little bit and help us understand? I think there's some more interesting stories in their actual responses that tell us where they see positivity, where they see negativity. Sure. I, 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 let me kind of explain kind of how the index is comprised. There are seven questions uh, that help us develop seven indicators on their outlook and really kind of areas of concern. So we have uh, measures, for example, for business conditions, regulatory burden, profitability, capital spending, operations expansion. Overall, four of those indicators went up, one remained the same, and two dropped. And I think it's important really to kind of focus on what those outliers are. The things that stayed, stayed about the same or just move one or two points is, is not as um, uh, important, very likely, uh, as things that, that moved um, in, in bigger chunks. So the biggest increase was the indicator that assesses capital spending plans. And it was up 13 points. It went up from 134 to 147. So you can see it's you know at a very high level relative to the overall index. And that's good news because it shows that banks plan to invest in technology and other infrastructure to help improve their operations and you know maybe invest in cybersecurity type of things to make them safer and more secure and allow more digital kind of banking, that that sort of thing. The largest decline, however was in the profitability expectations indicator, and it was down 15 points. And the concern there is it followed a huge 41-point decline that happened earlier uh, from Q2 to Q3. So that's not good news. It stands now at 66, and it suggests that 
you know, loan demand is likely tepid. Margins are narrower on their, you know, the spreads that they can make on loans and what they have to pay for deposits. And maybe uh, also a little bit of concern about, you know, just the overall economy and, you know, how are they going to earn some profits? And uh, that one's a real concern because it's down to levels that we hadn't seen um, since the depths of the crisis in the Q2 of 2020. So I don't want to read too far into the tea leaves here. I, I, I know it's, it's dangerous to come up with your own conclusions. Does some of this low expectation for profitability come from having what seems to be one of the better years for banks in a long time and profitability this year? Are they potentially saying that that's going to go down, but they might still be profitable? I'm just trying to understand how you have this, this very high expectation for spending and a very high expectation for expanding your oper- operations but a really low expectation for profitability. Yeah, it is. It is rather, uh, you know, confusing, or it seems to be conflicting. But I, I do think that you're right that they had a really good good year in profits, and so they're thinking, well, we're probably not going to have as good a year, right? So we're our question is actually asks, will they be better, the same, or worse? And so um, the uh, the you know, what's likely happening there, I think a big part of it probably is that PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, the loans that they made, they're not recurring, right? They got a kind of a one-time income boost um, from those and they're not going to see those again. And there's banks are just flush with liquidity. So people aren't taking out as many loans for things as they uh, as they had previously. And so there's there's just, you know, uh, things that happened that aren't repeatable to make that same kind of profits in 2022 as we saw in 2021. So I think I think you're right that that's some of that that's driving it. All right. So other than these numbers that we're looking at right now, is there anything else that you're looking at or you're keeping an eye on in the coming months that will give you some indicators on the economy? Any numbers you're looking at? Anything from the community bankers? Anything that really stands out to you? You know, let me just uh, hit on a few. Um, one of the things I like to look at a lot is this Institute for Supply Management. Uh, they have a manufacturing index and a services index. And while those have dropped from previous months, uh, manufacturing index is at 58.7 currently and services is at 62. Uh, anything above 50 is still expansionary. And so those numbers are still really good and they, they portend that we're going to have you know, strong growth. Um, the caveat around that, of course, is will the labor supply be available? You know, will we have enough healthy people to work or people willing to work? And I think that's going to be a drag on the economy until we get past the uh, the latest variant. And all, all we can do is hope that we don't have more. Or they're not as uh, uh, virulent in the in the future. Um, another important index, I think, is the back to normal index. And this is put together by Moody's Analytics and CNN Business. It looks at some 37 indicators and it even does it by state level where you can see, you know, um, where are we relative to quote unquote normal? And normal here is February of 2020. It's just before the pandemic, let's say. Um, Where will economic, where is economic activity relative to that? And so for the nation as a whole, it's at 85%. 
And what's bad about that is just a few days before Christmas, just a few weeks ago, that index was hovering around 94%. So it's gone down significantly in just a few weeks. And when we look at our banker index, the CBSI, that's taken over the, uh, we, we take readings over all of December. So we had a lot of readings earlier in December and not as many in late December. And so it probably didn't capture the full effect of what's going on with the, the virus and its impact um, on business and, and travel and entertainment, et cetera. Um, and, and so it, it may not have totally picked up some of the concerns there uh, that we see in this back to normal index. Well, as we know, the world is changing very, very quickly. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see where the sentiment index sits in April of 2022. Tom, this has been really great. I really appreciate your time and thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Matt. 